Welcome to those guys sports. This is your boy Mike and this is the first ever Toronto versus everybody podcast a little bit later than I thought it was gonna come but it came I'm hoping that this Toronto versus everybody gets syndicated I hope it gets worldwide worldwide acclaim I kind of miss doing this sitting down talking about things but in this is a specific type. Will I bring back my Those Guys Sports podcast show? I should. Of course I will. I, I have to eventually. I like doing the podcast format. It's pretty cool just talking like this. I really enjoy it. But this is this specific podcast happens on the 15th and the end of the month. If it's the 30th, the 31st, you're going to see the podcast. And this month will be the 28th. And in this podcast... I'm talking about the Toronto Raptors. Oh, wait. I'm also talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, wait. Of course, I'm talking about the Toronto Blue Jays. Talking about all three teams. I may talk about a a particular team more. Like in this episode, I'm probably going to talk a lot of Raptors. Why am I going to talk a lot of Raptors? Because of the trade that just occurred. As I'm talking to you right now, the Raptors have officially acquired Serge Ibaka. Which everyone should be happy about. The Raptors needed a a four. They got a four. I myself didn't like the fact that they got a four. I said I don't want I'm okay with not having a four. I'm okay I think what we need is an elite small forward. If you have an elite small forward, then you can beat LeBron James. If you do not have an elite small forward or a small forward who can defend the lights out, then you don't you can't beat LeBron James. But with LeBron James and the Cavs being hurt, I can kind of think twice about it. But I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to the Toronto Raptors. And I'm going to get to the Blue Jays. As the pitchers and catchers did make it to training cap. It started. We're seeing our pitchers and catchers talk about Mr. Biagini. Ready talking about him starting for the Buffalo Bisons. Uh, not sure if I'm, I like that. The bullpen's weak already. We need a little bit more help. And I will, because I put it on video, that I will have 10, 15 minutes of this podcast on YouTube because I got to show you guys on YouTube what I do and what I talk about. This will be on SoundCloud. This will be on iTunes. I may make a whole new iTunes account just for the Toronto vs. Everyone podcast. Now, let's get straight to it. Well, we have to talk about the Leafs, right? Right now, they're 2-4-2 and two as I make this podcast. You know, tied with Philadelphia with 61 points. They have 28 games left in their schedule. 27 after I post this. What are you looking for for your Toronto Maple Leafs? What example do you want them to set? What does Babcock want for the rest of the season for this team? What are you as a fan looking for for the rest of this team? You want to see something. Things are going to be changing for this team. As you see it, as I see it. Babcock making some changes too. On Tuesday, you even have a morning skate. He's thinking to himself... Okay, this team is, hasn't played so well. We lost to Buffalo. We're, we're, we're better than this. How can we show that we're better than this? Well, you know, let's relax. Let's, let's everyone, you know, chill out for a second. Let the young guys rest their bodies. This is the longest that these young guys have played. They're not used to this season. They're not used to 82 games. 82 tough games. Guys like Riley, Kadri, Van Dreamdike, they're all used to this. They've played this way for a while. They feel like they can do this. This is, is not something different for them. But the guys like Morgan Riley, I mean, like Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, somewhat Nylander 
they still need that time. Even Anderson has not played this much games. He's about to reach his all-time in games played in a season. He was a backup. We can't forget that. He was a backup. And by being a backup, he gets backup type minutes. Backup type games. You know, in Anaheim, when there was a back-to-back, then maybe he would go in. Maybe play a playoff game here. Maybe a playoff game there. But it doesn't mean that he was playing 82 games. He's not used to that. The Leafs, I think they need better help behind Anderson. I think they need a guy, to be honest, who can play just as much games. Maybe just for this season, just because Anderson isn't quite used to it. And if we're really trying to make that playoff push, I want to get Mr. Freddie Anderson as much rest as possible. Because I'm going to need him for that stretch run. Like I said, right now we have 61 points tied with Philadelphia. But we have a wild card right now. If the season ends today, as I speak today, we would have the wild card. And Philly has a few more games ahead of them. So, they're still in the driver's seat. I made my video saying that, you know what? Teams like Tampa Bay, Florida, Tampa Bay and Florida will be better. They're not going to have this slump. But I don't know what's happening in Tampa Bay. Cooper's not, he's not getting these team, this his team riled up. Maybe they just are just so down from last year. I don't know what's going on. But Florida put the same thing. But when you look at the Leafs, they have the talent to make the playoffs. They're really gunning for the playoffs. Maybe this is their time. Maybe this is their time to make a name for themselves. Yes, we all know when they make it to the playoffs, they face a team like Ottawa, Boston. Doesn't even matter. Face a team that's probably is most likely better than them. They'll be unable to show up. They won't be able to do what they need to do to win the game. But you know what? This is good for the team. It really is. And when we're speaking of good for the team, I have to talk about one thing. I spoke weeks ago. Got a lot of comments for it. Once again, it's Those Guys Sports Podcast. This is Toronto versus everyone. This is the Toronto versus everyone podcast. I only talk about Toronto sports. Toronto Maple Leafs. They they are a good team. They're a team that I I'm not going to lie. I wanted them to tank. It's not like I wanted to see this team do poorly. It's not like I wanted them to lose because it would make me feel better. Of course it doesn't. I love winning. I want them to win. I was looking more for the future. I was looking more to the fact that I saw a greater path for this team. I saw a path where we were going to be competitive but not good enough. That's what I thought for this future. Right now, they're ahead of schedule. Just like the way the Raptors were ahead of schedule. No one understands. The Raptors are now in the year where they're supposed to make the conference finals. They, every year, were supposed to be in a process. You know, growing the team, growing the guys around them. But they kind of went a year ahead. And now I see that the Leafs are doing the same thing. The way they're competing now, I thought that was going to be the case next year. Maybe the year after that. I wasn't thinking they were going to go for a playoff spot. Some did believe that they had the opportunity. Some believed that they had the chance. Now I see what these other people are seeing. The Maple Leafs have a chance. The Maple Leafs can do it. They can be the best team. In the next five years, of course. The Maple Leafs will not tank this year. As much as I wanted them to tank in the beginning of the year, as I made my video, I wanted them to get a defenseman. 
As much as I wanted that to happen, that's not going to happen. They're going to be a quality team. They're going to be a team where I would say mid-level defensemen or, you know, I mean, not mid-level, more middle-age defensemen will start thinking about Toronto as a destination. They're going to look at these guys. They're going to look at pairing with a, with a guy like Riley. They're going to think about that. You know, they're, they're going to see this team and go, you know what? This team has a future. This team has potential. And a lot of players like to go with a team with potential. Just like people going to Edmonton. They see Mr. McDavid and you're thinking to yourself, that's a good team. I would have no problem playing with a Riley, a Gardner, a Zaitsev. I have no problem with that. These guys are all young. So you know this team has a future. They're very young. The blue line's young. Their, their forwards are young. So these, you know, maybe a middle-aged veteran who's been to the playoffs a couple times can join this team. Maybe I've changed my mind and now I know that they can join this this team, this Toronto Maple Leafs team as constructed and help them get to that next level. Help them get to that elite status. Help them get to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Help them get deep into a Stanley Cup playoff run. Help this team make it to the Stanley Cup championship. Now I see it. Now, you know, I wanted to tank, but now I can see the other different paths. My biggest fear was that this team was going to do what the teams did in the past and see young talent and then go for guys like FNUF. And I don't want FNUF to be the captain. I want FNUF to help what's already there. That's what needs to happen. Kessel was our number one guy. And that was our problem. Kessel was our number one. Kessel's what? Top 10 in points? Why is he top 10 in points? Because he has a guy. Right, He's a guy right beside him called Crosby. One or if not the best player in the league. So we need these guys to come help. The Nylanders, the Mitch Marners, the Austin Matthews, the Zaitsevs, the Rileys. We need guys to come in to help them, not be better and topple over their their successes. People are wondering why Kadri's played so well. You know why he's played so well? Because he doesn't have to worry about being the young guy. Now he is the old vet, and he's been in the league for not that long. He himself is still 26. He still has so much years to grow. So this Maple Leaf team is young. So their path, their future looks bright. I am admitting now. I They don't need to tank anymore. I don't want them to be bad. I want them to develop. I want them to keep growing because this is the best path for them. I see it now. The organization is different. Shanahan. Lumarella, they're all different now. Babcock, they're all different. They don't see. Babcock, yes, probably wants to win right now. And he wants anything to win right now. But even he understands that he needs to take a step back. And if he takes a step back, only great things can come from this team. They're two of their future best players. Guys who don't play on the same line. Who are a, are going to be a pillar of this team? That are, in my hopes, going to win him a cup. Is Marner and Matthews? They're so young. Both are what? 20? 19, 20? They're babies. So you're telling me that their prime is going to occur in what? Four years? Five years? That's their prime? And we have these guys doing what they're doing right now. Both have been rookie of the month. 
We have two rookie of the month, guys. Wait, we have another one in Nylander, too? Who's playing with the fourth line at times? And that's what we're seeing? Okay, 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 okay. Organization, okay, I understand. Babcock, okay, I understand. Okay, let's let's make them good. Let's develop them. Shannon, let's develop them. Let's pick a guy up who's going to make a difference to the team. Look at Edmonton. When they traded Hall, a lot of people were like, why would you trade Hall? Why? Why would you do that? Why, why would you trade a guy who was first overall? Like, it, it, it doesn't make sense. People, some people were just like, like, it, it doesn't, why would you, why would you trade, you know, Taylor Hall? Why don't you let him develop with, with, um, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins? Why don't you let him develop? But you know what? Larson's played pretty well for them. It, it hasn't been the the worst trade in the world. Edmonton has been okay. And quite frankly, I think it's had a pretty good season for them. I think they've all played well. I think everyone is pretty happy with what they see. It's a good thing. It's literally a good thing. Now, my my next topic about the Leafs, after I've thus apologized for saying that they should tank and we should just go for an older defenseman, is I have to talk about the other team in Toronto. As this is the Toronto versus everyone, I mean forget everyone near you. This is Toronto. This is the first ever podcast. It's only going to get better. I'm going to add a few things. I'm going to get some guest hosts to talk about the Toronto versus everybody. Because at the end of the day, isn't that how we all feel in Toronto? Don't we usually feel like it's us versus the world? How can we change that? Now, a team that we've been, we've been in love with for the past few years. They've done, they've open our hearts to so many things. They've brought us great moments. They've brought us bad moments. They've brought us happiness. They've brought us sadness. But now we enter this season not knowing what's gonna occur. We enter this season not questioning the depth of certain positions. But we come into this season Knowing we may we may not know what we're gonna expect. We come into the season believing that something good is gonna come. We come into this season thinking that the Blue Jays, the ton of Blue Chess, are gonna be a great team. But we don't know yet. We don't know what's going to occur. Spring training has started already. It has occurred for pitchers and catchers. I want to see what the hell's going to happen. You know, they already talked about, and I, like I mentioned in the start of the Those Guys Sports Channel versus Everybody podcast. Biagini has they've been talking just today about putting him to Triple-A Buffalo to start. Because they want him to be a starting pitcher. This Rule 5 guy, they want him to be a starting pitcher. Can he do it? Of course he can. Is he a little quirky? Yeah, he is. But can he be a fan favorite? Of course. Is he already? He will be soon. I think he's a media darling. People love talking to him. He's a little weird, but they like talking to him. He's cool. He says, yeah, he's a weird, he's a weird guy, but he's still cool. 
I like Joe. I want to see great things come out of Joe. Do I want him to start? I was looking at his stuff last year and I'm like, this guy has potential to be a great starter. And I don't just mean like a fifth. I mean, he can be the third guy on this team. Like, I understand that, you know, Sanchez, and I'll get to Sanchez, is your ace. And Strowman is your second guy. And then you still have Estrada and Hap. But be a genie. He's young. He, he it's it's what I, I think he can just be so good for you. I think he has, I think he can go nine innings all the damn time. I just think he, I think he has the stuff to really change the thought process of some teams. I, I, I truly believe that he is good enough to be better than a fifth star. Now, what just happened recently is an arbitration ruling. Mr. Stroman is now going to be making $3.4 million instead of 3.1. Good job. Thank you. That's great to know. Stroman's going to be great. Since, since, hold on. This is my Those Guys Sports Toronto vs. Everyone podcast. As you can clearly tell, if you're watching this on YouTube, that means I put this section on YouTube. If you're listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, thank you once again. If you know anyone who's into sports, give, give them this. Share this with them. Don't forget to subscribe. This is everything. You know, I love talking about sports. love talking to y'all. This is nice. Now, in regards to all what I'm saying right now, in regards to the feeling that I feel right now, I think that this Blue Jays team is going to be okay. Because, like, right now, I'm not trying to give you a season pre, but I got to tell you, how I feel right now as a fan, as a person commenting on this, they're gonna be okay. Morales for Edwin. People are already saying, you know, it's a more friendly hitting park than Kansas City. He's cheaper than Edwin anyway. I love the fact that we got Batista back. I don't even care. I love it. He may not be that guy anymore. Defensively, he may not be that guy. But I like him. I like Jose Batista, and I'm not I, I'm not ashamed to like Jose Batista. I like what he can do for the team. I like his energy. I like his anger. I like a lot about him. And I expect him to be good too. Now the question going into this current time for the Blue Jays. With pitchers and catchers in Dunedin. Is that fifth starter? Like I said, B. Genie's gonna possibly go to AAA to get some starting time. Well, Loriano is probably your fifth starter, which is pretty good because he ended the season pretty well. He's had some good games. I guess Friday is just not his day, so we'll just get him away from Friday. That's good. But he's had some good games. And I expect him to show up. For this team. I'm expecting him to have a good season. And to be honest. Like I said. Like Stroman struggled last year. I think Sanchez is going to struggle. At one point in time. Just because I think he's going to hit that sophomore slump. I think everyone hits the sophomore slump. I think it's just. The nature of the business. You know. Scouts are on you a little more. You may have the stuff, but people may know how to beat your best stuff. I think he's going to be bad. No, I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be great. People want him to be the future ace of the team. Yeah, I see that. I get it. Do I personally want No, I like Strowman. I don't know why. I like the energy. I like the anger. It's the same thing with Batista. I like the energy. I like the anger. People love Josh Donaldson, but I love Jose Batista. I, of course, I love what Jeff Donaldson does for the team. He's the MVP. But Jose Batista, I just, I like when he's in the big moments. I really believe in him. He gave me the bat flip. How am I going to hate on that? Us as Toronto fans, yeah, so Jose Batista's not that guy or whatever, whatever. But you weren't saying that when he hit the bat flip. You weren't saying that when he was 
hitting home runs in Baltimore. You weren't saying that when he's hitting home runs in Texas. You weren't saying that. You weren't saying that when he was hitting 40. Oh, he's not that guy anymore. He's not that guy in, in, uh, in, in left field anymore. Okay, he's not. He's actually not. Defensively, this team needs uh, an upgrade in, in their outfield. Yes. Maybe that's Pompey. The team can be a lot better. I agree. But in regards to what I'm speaking about specifically, in regards to Stroman and Sanchez, I just think Sanchez will have a slump. I think a lot of people are talking as if he's not going to have that slump or it's going to go past him. You know, he's not going to feel that pressure. But he will. Yes, there's no restrictions to his innings. But they're still going to watch him. But the Strasburg in, in, in Washington. They still watch him. And he's one of the best pitchers in the league. And they still watch him. He's been watched for the past few years. And they have a stud in Bryce Harper. And they're still watching this pitcher because they don't want him to blow out his arm. No Tommy John for you, buddy. Now, it's Strowman. People are looking down on him. I'm ex I want, because he, I believe, led the team in innings and I think in strikeouts. I, I'm not sure if it's both, but he led the team in one of those two. And look, people look talking about him down, saying that, you know, he's a good player, but he does, he's not the ace of the team. Okay. I, I can see why people can say that. He didn't have the greatest year like he had the year before. But when he was going to face Baltimore for that wild card game, people are like, I just don't think he's the one you should play. You should have played Estrada or even Sanchez. I never felt that way. I never, I didn't think that you should play Sanchez. I agreed that you should play Stroman. I thought that was the best decision. I put it on my Instagram. I put it on my video. I said, Stroman is the best option. Now, why is Stroman the best option? Because he's been there before. He's not, he's not afraid of the lights. What? He wants that. He wants to be a part of a game seven. He, he wants that dynamic. He wants to feel that way. And I believe that's the type of player he is. And to me, your ace is a guy who sees those bright lights and shows up. And like, you know who doesn't show up? Who's technically... A great he's an amazing pitcher no doubt about it but he's no ace David Price I'm sorry how is he an ace if he can't show up in the big games I want you to be there for me game seven Kershaw ace Strasburg ace Arietta ace Corey Kubler ace come on what are we talking about here and Ace is there for you in the clutch. Other pitching conversations. Marco Estrada spoke about the fact that he feels a lot better. His back doesn't hurt him as much. Which is good. You want to know that. You feel better knowing that his back's not going to hurt him. As much. You know it's going to probably linger around throughout the season. Because it's 162 damn games. Damn skippy wool. But you feel better about it. You feel a little bit better knowing the fact that, you know what, he's going to be alright. He's going to be alright. Hap, I don't think he's going to have a down season. He may not have 20 wins, but he's still going to give you a good 16. And I like Hap a lot. So I'm, I'm not going to say anything bad. I love Hap. I, thought, I loved him when he was with us before. I thought he was a great pickup last year, and I said he's a great pickup, and I believe he's going to be fine this year also. I think the Blue Jays' pitching staff is still pretty good, and I think the same problem is going to happen. They won't be able to hit. Same thing. They, they can't hit with this team. You replaced Edwin with Morales, so yes, he's going to go to the fifth position. You don't know who you're starting... Uh, so your leadoff hitter is going to be. Is it Travis? Is Travis healthy? Is it possibly Pompey? Is he going to step out of somewhere? 
What about Upton? Is Upton going to play better? Or is he going to strike out all the damn time? Not even half, all the damn time. What about Justin Smoke? He's a great defensive first baseman. But is he going to show up? Is he going to be that guy to take Edwin's spot? Who, this year is the year of stepping up. Are these players going to step up? A player who I want to see play better, and I'm going to talk about it further when I talk about the Blue Jays down the line in like a season preview. I want Tulo to step up. I want Tulo to be that guy who people spoke about consistently. I want to be, I, I, everyone's like, oh, he's not the guy from the Rockies. I want him to be. All that money he's making, I want him to be that guy. And I, I'm saying it now. Everyone's talking about Josh, you know, getting a big contract in the future. I don't see that happening because I not. I just don't see it happening. I don't see Josh Donaldson making that much money in the future. He's gonna make money. Like they, everyone's gonna make their money. There's no question. But the years and everything, because he's he's still 31. Um, and it's not like he's young. I'm just saying, he's the bringer of rain, but he's not that young. I just want everyone to know that. He's he's, he's not that young. That's, it's my guy, but he's, he's, he's not that young. Now, this team, their main problem, or the, a conversation that many people will have, will be one where, you know, it's going to be a somewhat of a sideshow, something that people will talk about because it hasn't been talked about. I haven't talked about it yet, but I wanted to mention it. Sanchez versus Stroman. And there's so much to it. Who is your next ace? Who is going to be the guy who's going to lead the pitching staff? Who's going to be the guy you're choosing to play for game one? For game four? Game seven? Who's that guy? Wildcard game. Who are you going to pick now? Sanchez or Stroman? It's still a question. Your opening day starter, I'll just give it to Hap so there's no controversy. It may go a Hap. Maybe a Hap, Sanchez, Stroman, Estrada. Maybe Estrada, Stroman, Lariano. Surprise, BG. But who out of those two guys is going to step up and be your guy? And we all have heard about it. Because, you know, these, you see a lot of videos about them. Best friends. Best friends forever. You don't see that no more. You don't really see them talk about each other anymore. The last thing you really heard is Stroman say, Yeah, we're cool. We're not as close anymore. Ooh. Is, my thing is, is that some shade? Is Stroman a little jealous? Is Stroman jealous of Sanchez? I hope not. I hope he's not he's not jealous of, uh, of Sanchez. I don't want that tension. I don't want these two guys to dislike each other. Because that can carry on in the bullpen. That can carry on when you're sitting down watching the game. You know. Is this something that the team has to nip in the butt early? Is it something that's going to carry on longer than it should be? I really want to know. There's no beef between these two. There's no anger between these two. I don't think they hate each other. But I think when everyone was talking about Sanchez a little bit more, it probably got a little bit annoying for somebody. You always seem that they defend each other and back each other up like, oh, that guy can play. Don't. There's no question. This guy's ready for game seven. They're both happy for each other so much. Stroman was happy for Sanchez. Made to an all-star game. They were happy for each other. Where's all that love gone? Where has, where has their best friendship gone? Are they just different? Stroman's more of a social butterfly, it seems. Seems like he likes the media. Or Sanchez seems more quiet. I think the media kind of likes the fact that Sanchez is a little more quiet. He just goes there, does his business. His stuff is pretty good. Is there a possibility that something like that could happen? 
could these two really dislike each other in the future could there be jealousy this one of them and of course it would have to be Strowman because many people feel like Sanchez is their ace have to get traded is this a possible media thing that will occur is and I mean thing is this a possible program storyline that will happen throughout the season will they talk about oh Strowman's not playing well his friendship with Sanchez is affecting his game yes these are probably loser complaints by communists who should be writing better columns but then could it make you think but I don't know I don't want to go too in deep with that because you never know you literally never know what's going on until it happens but I want this team to do well I expect the team to do well I have to move on to the Raptors, but before I move on to the Raptors, this is the Toronto vs. Everyone podcast, the first ever, and I'm enjoying this. I hope you're listening to it. If this is on YouTube, that means I put this section in. If you're not listening from YouTube, thank you for clicking the button, listening to me. If you love it, make sure you subscribe to the SoundCloud, the iTunes. Make sure you subscribe to me, because like I said, it's the Toronto vs. Everyone podcast, middle of the month, end of the month. This is for real. Let's do this. And before I end it with the Blue Jays, I have to also discuss, not discuss, I'm just going to say, quite frankly, the bullpen sucks. Still, let's see what's going to happen. Are they going to make more moves? I'm not too sure. I think they're done. I think Russ and and, uh, Mark are done. So, I wonder what's going to happen next. I hope there's another left-handed pitcher on the way. Howell's good. You know, I see what they're doing here. They're trying to get, they're trying to see what they can do. Maybe Aaron Loop can. Maybe Aaron Loop can be a little better than he was. We're all hoping for that. We never really know. Hopefully, good things occur. Let's move on to the Raptors because I will talk more about Blue Jays. There's so much more to talk about the Blue Jays. I already spoke about my Leafs. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, young rookies. Getting that big vet, and I was wrong about tanking. I was wrong. I can't admit that. Now, to the Toronto Raptors, who I've just posted a video about why getting Serge Ibaka was a good deal. And let me just talk further. Getting Ibaka is good. You know, getting Ibaka is good. I, I, I'm a firm believer getting Ibaka is good. My original video for the Raptors was going to be about their slump being 10-14. As I make this podcast, they're 10-14. The Bulls game hasn't happened yet. That, that's the way podcasts are. Yep. Bulls game has not happened yet. Do I think they'll win? Yes. So let's say they're 11-14. If they're not, they're 10-15. That really sucks. Now, what's, what's to blame for this? I really want to consider the fact that Patterson was out. The Raptors' need for a power forward became so much more evident when Patrick Patterson went out. And I made a video saying that they don't need a power forward. But when Patrick went out, who played 30 minutes at the power forward position anyway, you really saw it. You're like, wow, man, this is not good. But there's so much things like this team is struggling. You know, Kyle made his comments. Many thought that some of his comments, a former Raptors coach said that Kyle's comments were directed at Dwayne Casey because that's the way Kyle is. He blames everything on Casey. Did it sound like he's going on Casey? A little bit. It sounded like he was attacking Casey a little bit. I think he was attacking Casey. I think he kind of blames Casey and I think he kind of blames JV. I think he wants JV to be good, but I think he realized that JV is not athletic enough. JV is not that post player that is extremely dominant enough. And I think Kyle doesn't like that. I think Kyle wants to, I think the way that Kyle has been, he's become an all-star, he's seen all-star type players, he's been around the Olympic team, and he sees this all-star type attitude that people have. He sees that these guys want to get better, he sees the best centers, he sees all that. And I think he looks at his team, especially the bigs, and feels like they're just not good enough. He's happy about Ibaka coming. He hates losing Ross, but he's happy about Ibaka. He's probably more happy than he's showing you. Of course he's more happy. I would be more happy too. 
This is the best thing for this team. They needed this. They needed a big, another big to help. One thing that you see why they're struggling, they were starting Siakam, who's who's played decline. He was like a top 10 rookie this year. His play decline. Pearl, who I really like, you know, he has potential. He has a lot of potentials to, to be good. He, he has a good move set. He's more agile than JV, so I like that already. So I think he's good. But when he's starting, when you have this rookie starting, you're thinking to yourself, how can we be a top four, five team in the league starting this rookie as a power forward against guys like Kevin Love, who of course is out, but guys like Kevin Love, Anthony Davis maybe, DeMarcus Cousins, even LeBron James. If LeBron pays the floor, who are you going to put on him? You can't put Siakam on him. It doesn't make sense. So Kyle's looking at this team, DeMar's looking at this team going like, we are an Eastern Conference finalist. And look at us. We're starting a rookie. Last year you had Scola. Scola was a smart player. He may have not been the greatest defender, but he was a smart defender. You have your other four in Cylinder who's who's basically still hurt. He's tired. He's he's exhausted. He's not ready yet. Did they rush him? It could have been. It could have been that they rushed him. But the thing that I also see with the Raptors, why the Raptors struggled, not just because of the power forward, and like I said, not because of just Patterson, I think there's something going on with this team in regards to Kyle and DeMar. Is there possible tension with Kyle and DeMar versus everyone else on the team? Those two are your all-stars. Those two are your best players. Those two are best friends also. Which I always feel like, you know, you want your two best players to be close. You really do. I always tell my friends that, look at Clay and, and Steph. They don't talk as much to each other. It's usually Draymond and, and Steph that talk. Clay seems like the more quiet one. But at least Draymond is one of your big three. So at least they're close. You need everyone to be close. You want your, your, your two main players to be the closest, of course, because they have to feed off each other. That makes sense. But sometimes you watch them, does it look like they feed off each other so much that they ignore everyone else? Are they so much, so close to each other that they are ignoring the rest of the team? On the court when they're playing iso ball, it kind of looks that way. For three quarters, they're giving it to JV. JV will have 18 points, have what? Nine rebounds by the, t by the fourth quarter. He won't get any minutes from Casey, which is a whole nother problem. And then he doesn't get the ball again. Carroll got, what, 17 points and then didn't touch the ball in the fourth quarter. That's the problem. The problem is there. But then my thing is, is it because those two guys only trust each other and don't trust everyone else? Does the rest of them not trust those two guys anymore? Do they not feel that those two guys can lead the team? Was Patrick Patterson, everyone calls him the glue guy. Was he that much of a glue guy that he even mended relationships, friendships? And he made them all closer by just his presence there. Something has to give. Something needs to make sense. Because right now something doesn't. I'm not saying there's any beef between Kyle, DeMar versus everyone else. But to me, it just looks funny. If you're the others, like Shaq would say. You want your leaders to lead you, but you want them to pass the ball. I think my friend said one quote, you know, who had the big shot, Kerr or Jordan? It was Kerr because their best players passed to Kerr and Kerr got the big shot. Robert Rory got the big shot because he got a pass out. Ray Allen was an other at the time and he got the big shot because one of the big three passed it to him. You need your others to play well, but you need to make your others feel good. And I don't think those others are feeling as good right now. I kind of think maybe a Kyle, Larry, and Damari Carroll may not get along as much. I think they're kind of similar in personalities. So I think they possibly clash, but that's a good thing. 
I think JV clashes with Casey. I think Casey clashes with Lara. I think Demar is quiet in front of people's faces. And I think possibly there's more in the background with the whole team. But of course, people find reason to when they're 10 and 14. But when they're 22 and 7, no one's talking. When they've been winning the past four years, no one's talking. This is the hardest, longest, most like painful part they've ever had in the past three, four years. And look at us, look at the way we're talking. We're talking about this team like they're really done. And what I'm saying now doesn't mean if I believe it, it's just from what I see, so I have to say it. There could be no tension, of course not. I'm not there. I'm not in the in the trenches with them. I'm just saying from what I see, I'm just questioning. Do they trust them? Do the leaders trust the, the others and do the others trust the leaders? Is there tension between them both? That's all I'm saying. We got to look at every aspect. Now, that's based off their struggling. But now they have... Ibaka coming. In my video, I already said Ibaka is a good pick. My biggest concern is JV, and my biggest concern is the shooting. Yes, Terrence Ross didn't average more. You know, he didn't average a lot of points. Powell can kind of take those points away from him anyway. But I still feel the Raptors are lacking a shooter. They're lacking a guy who can space the floor with his shot. Like, I made in my video, I, I had Nick Young. I don't mean Nick Young necessarily, but I'm saying Nick Young, a Nick Young type player, even a Lou Will who, t who can take an L mentally and just shoot. That's it. All we need you to shoot. You're a clear shooter when you're on shoot. I think the Raptors have one of the best benches in, in the East. I think you stack them up against the Cavs, they have a better bench. But if their bench has Kyle Krover, I think the Cavs have the ability to shoot better. When Fry is shooting, shooting threes, it makes them better. You need to be able to shoot the three in this league. And if you can't shoot the three consistently, you're going to struggle. So unless you're expecting your bigs like Nabaka, Patterson, sometimes Selinger, and even your big and Carroll to shoot a bunch of threes, then fine. But you can't expect that the whole time. This team can't just be shooting threes all the time. They're better than that. They need a, someone who can make them want to shoot threes. Because none of these guys can shoot threes consistently, but only Kyle can. Kyle's their best three-point shooter. At least with Terrence, you know that he can light it up for three. Maybe Carroll can at times light it up for three. Powell's a better three-point shooter now, but he's not a consistent three-point shooter. The only consistency you had in the three-point shot was in Kyle and Terrence Ross. And now Terrence is gone. And I said, yeah, of course I want Terrence Ross to go. But now I think the Raptors need to find someone, and I don't care if it's the veteran's minimum, that you need to get someone who is capable of shooting the three on a consistent basis. You need it. It's what the team needs. But I think Ibaka is going to help. Now my biggest concern is JV. I hope having Ibaka doesn't make people think that JV like I don't want J my biggest thing is I don't want JV to lose touches and I don't want JV to lose rebounds JV's averaging a double-double JV's having a, uh, stats wise he's having a career year that's why I, maybe I don't appreciate what Larry said that you know JV I'm not sure if he meant it like JV doesn't always have 20 rebounds but I think he meant it more. I think he caught himself when he said it. He made it seem like JV's inconsistent when JV has actually been more consistent than he hasn't. Let's say that. JV has been better, way better than last year. He's not doing pump fakes anymore. He's shooting. Um, I think he's having more confidence in his shot. He's doing that. He's still doing the whole flaring his arms and like he's doing the big man thing and complaining. But JV is a consistent big, he's a good big. He's a young big. He was 15th in ESPN's top 50 players under 25. And I like that. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel like we still have a quality player. 
And JB's a young big. He's only 24. He still has so much potential. Yes, this league is different. But if JV can space the floor, especially come playoff time, this team would be hard to beat. If you're going to face the Cavs, beat them in the post. If you can face Golden State, beat them in the post. A team like Spurs don't have a lot of three-point shooters, but they have a good system. They pass the ball well. And they're just damn well good. And Leonard is a top five player in the league. And the Marks just can space the floor. Now, if you beat the G State, you gotta beat them in the post. You need Ibaka to play big. You need, at the end of the day, who's gonna, st they're, they're, Golden State's gonna have to play big if you play big. But if you allow them to shoot, then you're gonna allow, they're gonna play to their style. Now, with Ibaka here, Toronto needs to play to their style. That's, Pound the rock. That means Kyle driving. That means Damar driving. Getting to the lane. Passing out to the open man for the three if need be. That means passing it down to JV so he can dunk it on someone. That's what it means. They need to pound the rock. And that's what I'm hoping to see for this team. That's what I want to see. That's what I hope Ibaka brings to this team, is pounding the rock. Now, speaking of pounding the rock, I have to end it. Oh, you guys think I'm going to drop the mic? No, drop the mic is on the Those Guys Sports podcast show. This is Toronto versus everybody. Of course, I'm going to have theme music too. I'm going to get it all. It's going to be good. I'm telling you, man, I have some things brewing for this podcast. But this is it. This is Those Guys Sports podcast of Toronto versus everyone. Podcast episode number one. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe on all my social media platforms. I really appreciate the fact that you listened to this episode. Thank you so much. You have a great one. Namaste, Toronto Raptors, Toronto Blue Jays, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who's the quickest to the cup? Maybe that's my next episode. Hopefully I'll have some guests too. Those guys sports, it's your boy Mike. I will talk to you very, very soon.